Atma Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Pranic Healing Podcast. Today, we have Narav Shah, and we're going to talk about Pranic Healing for Healing uh, Mental and Emotional Health Conditions. Um, so we know mental health is very popular nowadays, and Pranic Healing, uh, at least for that I know of, is one of the best tools that we can use as a complementary therapy to traditional medicine. So please welcome Narav Shah. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. All right. So welcome, Narav. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, just please uh, share us a little bit of information about yourself and, and how you kind of got started with like, pranic healing. So I'm a software engineer. Uh, I came into pranic healing several years ago. I was going, uh, uh, I was actually in a PhD program uh, at U University of Texas at Dallas on working on a degree in computer science. And PhD programs are hard, hard because they are, they do not have a structure. You are supposed to create something new. So it is intimidating. And as per the statistics, more than 70% of the students in the U.S. drop out from the PhD programs. And I was probably going to be part of the statistic. So I was, uh, 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 I was having a hard time um, uh, getting my research done uh, and uh, getting, um, uh, being able to focus. And that's when I, my sister actually suggested that I should get some pranic healing sessions. And I did those. I found them helpful. Uh, and nothing happened at the moment. Uh, I mean, nothing happened immediately for me. But then I knew that this is going to help me uh, longer term. And then a year later, I took some more sessions. And then I decided that I want to learn how to do this so that I can do it whenever I want on my own. Uh, and that's how I started my pranic healing journey. And after that, somehow I found found the focus and I was able to uh, find a direction for my thesis and get all of it sorted and done. And I also got a good job about the same time. So I was working and studying for my program. So that was uh, that was intense, but I was able to uh, get all of that taken care of. Thanks to Brani Kine. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I didn't know about that statistic. 70% of PhD students dropped, dropped their yes. program? Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm happy that you're you're part of the uh, minority thirty percent in, in yeah. that case, but that's sort of an incredible story. So it sounded like pranic healing, sort of getting those initial sessions, really helped you kind of overcome that initial hurdle. And then, like you said, you eventually took the classes and you started doing healing for yourself afterwards. And it sounded like you were pretty successful. I wanted to do the healings on myself whenever I needed to be worked on. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started uh, with the uh, pranic healing classes. That's that's great. Um, so that's amazing to hear, Narav. You know, for the for the audience out there that hasn't received pranic healing sessions, you know, um, initially, what did you feel changed? Because it, it, something positive changed because you kept on getting the sessions, right? So the first day I went to a pranic healer, I had gone to visit my family in Mumbai, India. That's where I'm from. And... The first day I, I, I went to a pranic, healing, uh, uh, a pranic healing session, the person just scanned my aura. So it, it looked something like this. I'm like, I have no idea what these people are doing. Like, what are they? Uh, I was not convinced. But then at the same time, the healer told me that my liver seems slightly swollen. And my dad is a doctor. So that night, out of curiosity, I just asked him to examine my liver. And I asked him to see if he can feel that it's slightly swollen or do I have any swelling on my liver? 
and he he basically examined my liver and he told me it does seem like there is some swelling there and i was like that's interesting so this woman just waved her hands and she could tell that about me that's kind of quite interesting so i said let me at least go through more ses- sessions and see what i found i mean see what i find and i found that i was uh, able to let go of a lot of my stress i was feeling more happier calmer and more focused well well that's amazing um because c- you kind of spoke about two parts i mean you know we were originally talking about you know dealing with the stress and and you know the mental emotional factors but it, it seemed like um the scanning this pranic healer was doing also found the physical symptom of your liver being swollen or, or the uh, what we call in pranic healing congested in energy. And it's amazing that you kind of had the opportunity to see your doctor very soon after. And he was able to confirm that because, you know, that's 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 evidence right there that pranic healing works. So that that's very amazing. So did that convince you to take the classes afterwards? To no, learn your own? That just convinced me to get more healing sessions. Oh, and okay. then I saw the changes happening in me over the next year, and that's when I felt that I need that more. I need that uh, energy from pranic healing. And, and how often did you get these healings done? These were just a set of like ten sessions initially, and then I came back to my school and I was doing my own things, and mm-hmm. I didn't think much of pranic healing until a year later when I had some more events come up, and that's when I realized that I have to uh, go back to pranic healing and. Uh, basically, now not just get the sessions, but even learn how to do it. And, and were were these uh, get sessions in person or were they at a distance? Some were in person, some were distant. So it, it doesn't matter, right? Pranic healing works. You just, uh, I mean, as long as uh, the patient is receptive to getting the healings, it does not matter whether they are in person or, or they are distant. And that, that's a very important concept, right? Because a lot of people um, are skeptical, even uh, things being done when it, not even in person with the healer. So it sounded so, like you had good right. results after, even at a distance. Right. But uh, you have to remember that my first sessions were in person. And that's when uh-huh. I was told that I had a swelling on the liver. And that's when I realized, sure. I mean, if, if 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 it was all distant, I would probably not have been as receptive. Sure. Okay. Uh, but uh, so I believe that if somebody's new, having some in-person sessions will be much more valuable than just distant sessions. Mm-hmm. That, and that's a great point. So, so, and then kind of fast forward, you know, you took the classes yourself and you're, you're, you're doing healing on yourself. What, uh, what changed there? Like what, uh, after you took the classes, what kind of changed for you? So, uh, at about the same time, my professor had run out of funding and I was, uh, in the program with no funding and I had to get a job and, uh, quickly. And I was able to find a job. Actually, I moved to Seattle after that. Uh, and, uh, but I was still able to continue with my school. So my, all my schoolwork was done and all I had to do was work on my thesis, which I did all of, which I did remotely. Uh, and yeah, so basically I, I was working full time and also doing my schoolwork. And when, when I used to get tired, just keep on basically sweeping on myself. And I had somebody also do some healings on me regularly. So that helped wow. me get through the next three years of uh, until I finished my program. Well, that that's amazing. That's excellent. I mean, that's that's definitely no easy feat, right? A full time job and finishing your thesis at the same time, and, and moving to Seattle, which is a beautiful city, by the way. I have some friend, uh, relatives that live there, 
So that that's amazing. And you said you were sweeping yourself like regularly, right? So, yeah, I, I used to do, do some self-healing or maybe some, ask somebody else to do it for me. So I wasn't doing much, actually. I mean, I only did it a, a few times because I really didn't have too much time for myself or too much free time. So those that was a time I had somebody else do the he, regular healings on me. Okay. Well, that's that's great to hear. I mean, it sounded like not only you just took it initially to help with stress but it, it kind of helped you get aligned and you know land a really good job move to a great city and finish your thesis so it, it sounds like you got way more than you know you initially expected right did you expect all this change to happen after or i did not know what i was going to find but i knew that i had to do something and pranic healing seemed like a very nice way to at least get the ball rolling yeah. and i'm very happy i did that good now, now you're you've been you've been involved in pranic healing, um, continued to be involved. So, what kind of you what kind of made you stay and, and continue on taking the courses, going to the events? So, as I told you, uh, the, for the next three years that I was working on my thesis, I really did not have much time to do any pranic healing, or much, or to take much classes. But as and when that ended, I knew that I have to pick pick that back up again. So, I started taking more uh, higher classes and more courses. And then I started to see uh, more advantages it had in my life. And I uh, continued on, on with it. And nowadays, I don't just do it on myself. Actually, I do uh, work on other people as well. So it is quite fulfilling and satisfying to see somebody's life heal through pranic healing. And, and that's amazing, right? Because I, I think a lot of us, uh, when we get started in pranic healing, we, we get it for us, right? How can we heal ourselves? Mm -hmm. But it, it, it sounds like, you know, you're doing your part to fulfill the other end right now. How can I help others? Which, which is amazing because you, like you said, it's, it's very fulfilling. Um, and, and then, you know, if Nirav, you know, if you were to kind of go back in time and, and to talk to like your younger self that was in that stage, right. Trying to complete, uh, not drop out of the thesis program and, and try to, you know, be in, be successful in whatever career path you choose. What kind of advice would you give your younger self at that point? Knowing that, you know, now that you're in the present moment, everything's all done and successful. But what would you tell yourself back then? I would have probably told myself to believe in myself more. And yeah. That's it. Just believe in yourself more. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And then, Narav, in, in terms of, let's it, say someone on the street walks up to you, right? And they ask you, you know, how, what is pranic healing and, and how can it, uh, how can it improve their life? What would you say? What would you tell them based on your experiences? So what I really understood is that uh, talking about pranic healing does not really help much because some people will be receptive, some will not be receptive. They will uh, not really understand that. So uh, what I do tell some people uh, that if they are open, I can do a healing for them. If they have any ailments, physical or emotional, we can work on it. And most people generally have stress these days. So that is an easy thing to say that, you know, do you have any stress? We can certainly help you make you help you and make you feel more relaxed. And when they see the healing being done on them and then they feel more relaxed, that's when that's when they start believing in it. And that's when they want to know more about it. And that's the time I felt it's uh, the, the time to talk more about how does it work. Because if I just, to a random person on the street who does not know anything about energy, if you tell them that these are the chakras, these are the energy bodies, they are not going to be able to relate to us. And another thing we have seen in as part of Austrian Pranic Healing Group is that we do have some, uh, we have healing clinics, healing nights every Monday evening. Mm 
that we go, we, we all go to and we uh, we do free healings on people who show up so in some cases they are just brought over by their friends or family right they don't know anything about pranic healing and then when we do a, uh, we don't tell them too much about it we just do a twinach meditation and then we do the healing on them and in some cases uh, they feel better or, well i hope that most cases they feel better some of them choose to continue uh, continue to come back again and that's when we can tell we tell them more about pranic healing and so many of them eventually took classes and also became pranic healers so that model really helped us well, well that's that's excellent to hear and it sounds like you know that that firsthand experience like you were saying even initially for yourself right being in person when that person right. was scanning for your liver and they were like oh it's a little bit swollen that that was that initial you know firsthand experience that really compelled you to continue to get healings and eventually take classes. But for most people, as well, it seems like the model that you're saying is successful in helping people understand about energy, right? Because Correct. like we know, energy is a hard concept for a lot of people to understand. Right. But uh, what I realized that instead of talking about it, if you show them that this is how it can help them, mm -hmm. then they are much more receptive to know more about it. Well, excellent. Um, you know, I think this conversation is really important, right? Because it just shows the power and also simplicity of pranic healing and mm -hmm. how it can really just change your life for the better. And I'm so happy and grateful to hear about your uh, experience and you're sharing your story, Narav, because it's very, very inspiring, despite being very simple, right? <laughs> Same thing like pranic healing. Uh, simple yet effective uh, is what uh, Master Chowa said. So to leave our audience, you know, um, you know, what, what would be one last word of advice you would leave uh, our audience on regards to pranic healing based on your experience? Uh, who's the audience? Patients or pranic healers? Uh, the audience are both uh, non-pranic healers and pranic healers. So I would say if you're a pranic healer, practice uh, and improve your skills, because when you show the results, you will automatically attract patients and new students. And if you are a patient, I'm going to say that if some healing is being done on you, be receptive. It will really transform your life in many ways, not just health, uh, but in many other ways. Yeah. And, and just like and just like for you and your experience. And, you know, of course, I have many experiences in my books, too. So thank you so much, Nora, for this exciting conversation. I mean, I, I think that more and more, I'm finding that, especially within the pranic healing community, we have so many amazing stories of how we came to pranic healing, how we got started, and how we continued. And your example is, you know, uh, one of them. And I'm so grateful to hear and to know you as a pranic healing colleague and friend. So I appreciate your time, Rob, and, and thank you so thank much you. for joining me. And yeah, I, I think that this episode really helped even, you know, our audience, especially the those that aren't familiar with pranic healing, really understand the basic concepts. And I think that we haven't had that episode yet. And I'm, I'm grateful for your time and experience. You're welcome. Thanks for being All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pranic Healing Podcast. We hope to see you in the next podcast.